That's the one thing all great teams have in common. Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Andrew. Hey, Goldberg! I bet if that talk was achieved, brother, you'd stop it. No, I agree. I would not be an acid physically. I have more of a podcast body. Black, 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 It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. My job. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks podcast. We are back with one of my favorite episodes of the year. It is Halloween. This episode is dropping on Halloween, so it is time for our annual horror movie. This will be our fifth installment don't want to waste time because we usually go long on this. So we had Duck Hunter 1. That's where we created McKill, just called Duck Hunter. Uh, at a campground, we had Duck Hunter 2. More well, hold on. Tell the people who McKill is. Oh, McKill is, you know, our horror slasher, uh, Jason-y type villain uh, that grew out of McGill's I don't remember the full backstory, but it had something to do with Riley. You learn about it in McKill in Duck Hunter Two, uh, where Riley comes in and ends up actually sacrificing himself at the end. Spoiler alert! Um, and then we had Duck Hunter Three D two years ago, and that sent the remaining ducks to space. Um, and they were playing an, an exhibition against Iceland. McKill snuck on the spaceship, came through. The end of that ended up squaring up with McKill and Fulton squaring up as the ice was splitting due to these bombs. And that was important for Duck Hunter 4 or Duck Hunter Back 4 more, a.k.a. Duck Hunter Quack to the Future. There's been some debate <laughs> on uh, which one was better. I think we, we like Back for more. The Quack lights like Quack to the Future. I think we can do both. Um, I think Quack to the Future is the, um, is the good one to use. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, Duck Hunter 4, Quack to the Future. That one started with, this is going to be tough to do in like a minute uh, explanation, but that one started with Fulton and McKill falling into that, that ice split, and that opened an interdimensional porter, portal slash timeline issue where 17-year-old Fulton Reed, or what, however, 90s Fulton Reed, ended up going to 2020, alongside McKill and young Fulton had to find old Fulton with the help of the game changers kids to notify people about McKill and then end up murdering him at the end. But we had a couple people die, but you know, we essentially got all of our ducks that we killed back because in the 2020 timeline, McKill was not a thing until, you know, the interdimensional portal happened. So at the end of Duck Hunter 4, Quack to the Future. Riley, again, Riley is alive this time because it's 2020 timeline. He finds dead McKill's mask, ends up putting it on. And then there's also McGill, if he had not turned into McKill. So 2020 McGill sort of turned on, he didn't really turn on the ducks, but he had a chance to kill McKill, his former Sarah's, I guess, his same self in a different timeline, and he ended up not doing it. And then we theorize that 
Duck Hunter 5 would include them, it would be called either McKills with the S being a five or, and this was a, this is a great, uh, quackalite suggestion, Duck Hunter 5, the dying V. Um, so to, before we really get into it, uh, one sort of thing to note. So we killed Connie, we've killed Connie twice. And we've killed Peter Mark twice, or I'm sorry, we've killed Carp twice. So those are the only two 2020 ducks that are still not around. Um, Peter Mark ends up dying 2020, but 97 Peter Mark did not go back alongside the rest of the ducks. He ended up getting adopted by 2020 Fulton. Um, So he's still around. And then, and this was really prescient. This was before we knew Bombay was leaving Game Changers, but... 20 no 97 97 bombay gets killed and 2020 bombay ends up going back with the 90s kids back to their timeline as sort of a do-over um so we are without bombay in the 2020 timeline um if that made sense to anybody (laughs) i gold star to you I, I I just want to preface uh, this episode with uh, uh, Tommy and Mike today both text me or, or in our group chat uh, that they had listened to the previous episode, at least the last one uh, that we did last year, uh, and you know did, did their research. I did none of that, so a, a lot of that recap was a surprise to me because <laughs> uh, I don't I, di- I didn't quite remember a lot of the 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 chaos there, but uh, I, I it's jogging a few memories here. So thank you for that recap. Thank you. As I was listening to uh, last year's version earlier today, I was like, oh, we should have done this differently. We should have done that differently. And so uh, it goes to show you that we actually don't do a ton of research. This is just kind of us having some fun with it. But for the first time ever, uh, I do have um, a bit of a script. Copious. Copious. Oh, you have a script? Well, (laughs) it's more of an outline. (laughs) Um, A couple one-liners I do have written down. Okay. This is going to be good. Yeah, I would recommend going back and listening to at least Duck Hunter 4, Quiet to the Future, because that was, that was, I you know, I was listening back, I came up with it a year ago, I was riveted, I thought like that was our best sort of storyline, and tying everything together, we somehow found our way back in the end, which was amazing, so go back and listen to that, if the recap didn't make sense to you, and then pause it right now, and then come back to here, because, again, Tommy has notes so this is going to be good and i'm going to start it off let's start it off with you tommy all right so what's going to happen is i'm essentially we're going to assume this is a like a nice tight 90 minute horror movie you know with you know a good 10 minutes of credits so 80 minutes long and so i'm essentially going to be giving the first half of the movie to mike and kevin and what they're going to do is they're going to help us end the movie um and so i'm just going to start and if you guys have questions like raise your hand or something I'm hoping that at least some stuff will be revealed. And um, some some of these notes are a little bit more detailed than others, and some of them are, are better than others. Um, but that's why we're here to workshop this. All right. All right. So movie starts. No credits. Nothing like that. Mm. External Cold shot <laughs> of a nice, you know, modest house. You could tell it's kind of like in the suburbs. And... Um, we see kind of like a guy in his 60s um, uh, finishing up dinner, puts a hockey game on. You uh, pan around, you see photos of uh, a guy and his daughter, um, various ages as an infant, 
as a, um, you know, teenager, high school graduation, college graduation, um, and kind of steps in the light and it's Ted O'Ryan. Mm. Some Eden Hall like pennants it. in the back. Um, he's wearing an MIT sweater. Um, he sits down, opens up a, a beer. What kind of beer do you think he's drinking, Kevin? Mm, uh, I, I don't know enough about like Minnesota beer. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, uh, any, uh, uh, don't, they have a, don't they have a special kind of like Bud Light or a Budweiser? Or no, it's Miller Light there, Miller. I think. Maybe. I, don't know. I have a friend that used to drink it. Well, what's a style of beer he's drinking? Light beer, heavy? Light beer. Okay. Domestic. He's, you know, he's, um, he's frugal and, and he doesn't care. And he's okay. in Pabst. Yeah. He's, he's gone maybe a Labatt's. That's a big thing. Yeah. Like a Canadian. All right. Drinking Labatt's. Um, so he starts watching the game. He uh, hears something in the other room. He goes, pokes his head in, shrugs, comes back, zooming on his face. And he looks confused, starts to pan out, and we get an over-the-shoulder shot. There's someone else in the house looking mm. at him. Um, the person, Mike, did you have a question? Yeah. In this timeline, is his daughter still paralyzed? Like, do we know that? You, you can tell she's in a wheelchair in the okay. photos. Okay. okay. Um, and, uh, and also in this establishing shot, you've seen things like, it's clear that this is um, like 2022. Mm -hmm. um and this is ted o'ryan um he's coached eden hall whatever he got penance he's got his nhl jersey it says o'ryan on it that kind of thing um he looks at someone and at first he's a little startled but then he kind of has a little bit of recognition and this person we don't see their face or anything he flips them something it's like the size of a like a pin like a circular or whatever he catches it looks at it he's like i don't understand Wait, um, he, okay hang on hang on hold, hold up and he's just cool with this person being in a set. <laughs> you know, Kevin, sometimes they don't explain all of the plot in the first 90 <laughs> seconds of a movie. All right, all right, all right, fine, okay. Fine. But he um, is cool with it. He's not like nervous about it or anything. He's not like, scared. Like I said, he appears to recognize the person. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, you um, uh, basically, I'm trying to read my own handwriting here. Um, <laughs> he looks at him and goes, What do you want? And essentially, the guy, um, you hear, you zoom back out, so you're outside. All you hear is the hockey game, and you see Ted O'Ryan's face. And he's just kind of like uh, incredulous at first, like, what are you talking about? Then he's um, angry at him, and then he's scared. Goes back in, over-the-shoulder shot. O'Ryan's still scared. He goes, I never lost anything with the Ducks. Like, that, that's, that's not what I'm about. You need to leave. And then you hear the voice from this character um, says, so be it. Um, and then you hear heavy footsteps. Second person behind Orion, you see the face, and it's the McKill mask. Mm -hmm. Reaches over, slits his throat. Oh, mm. Ted. Um, and What's up? <laughs> he, he grabs, um, grabs his neck, whatever, you know, kind of looks up. The person looks down at him flips up his mask. Orion has another kind of shock look of um, recognition. And he clearly, he dies, hand falls open, whatever, with the pin. And on the pin, it says, 1997 Hendrix Moon Classic. Mm. Fade to Duck Hunter, V right below it, dying 
V comes up. So Duck Hunter, Dying V is okay. the name of this. Okay. Do we? Um, does the audience see this person's face or no? No. Okay. The only person they can identify is uh, Orion. And so we know there's at least two people in that house, not Orion, one of whom was wearing a McKill mask and he lifted up. Okay. So, quick, can I just make a quick note on that? Um, yes. That, that, that uh, Orion really leaned into the whole make and make the first move uh, <laughs> up there. He was trying to play two-way um, home <laughs> Two-way hockey, yeah. 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 Um, I like it. Fade to black, you know. All right. Dying V, yeah. Cool graphic. Okay. And so um, this is going to be a long pod, by the way, if we're going seed by seed. <laughs> it, well, that was like a good set, set her up. It, it okay. goes off the rails quickly. Okay. All right. So now we're going, we go to summer camp. It's very clearly summer camp with coach Cole, whatever. It's the game changers camp. So that's where we are. And so now we've established, okay, we are in 2022 universe with the game changers. We we're not back in like the 97 moon landing. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, but we got that moon pendant. What's the deal here? Coach Cole is on the phone. He looks distraught. And um, basically, he's told that, hey, Ted Orion was found dead. And it turns out Ted Orion and Coach Cole, they knew each other. They played with each other a little bit. Um, and so um, Alex is there. And she's like, hey, what's wrong? You know, you look like you, you saw a ghost or something like that. And he's like, hey, I just got this terrible news. You know, my old, um, you know, friend, mentor, whatever. I'm, I'm not really sure what the age difference might be. I guess Orion would be older, but he's dead. And it's like, okay, well, you look, you know, really fucked up. So I'm going to take you to this funeral. Funerals this weekend. Mm-hmm. And so at camp, they have a little bit of a, a break, you know, a couple of little camp hijinks where they introduce the game changers again. Um, so we know that they're all there. And, um, and then we're at the funeral. Okay. And so Alex and Cole are at the funeral. And we also see grown up Fulton with little Peter Mark. Because remember, Peter Mark is now in this game changers universe right. as a kid. And he was adopted by Fulton. Fulton's basically like, hey, you know, whatever. We need to figure out what, what I'm going to do with this kid this summer. You know, I don't want him hanging around. And so basically he ends up, you know, talking to Cole and Alex and Peter Mark is going to be sent to the camp. Okay. Um, I, I, I Can you clarify something for me real quick? Do, does Peter Mark realize it's Fulton that has adopted him? Yes. He knows that it's old okay. Fulton. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, and so it's just kind of like, he calls him like Uncle Fulton or some shit. I don't know. Um <laughs> let's see or uncle bash bro uncle bro maybe um and so you kind of look at it um at, at the funeral you also see orion's daughter who's who i guess is kind of like in her late 30s so fulton's age essentially and you know she's very well put together looks like a professional um she's she's in her wheelchair think um i think kind of like a barbara gordon batgirl esque you know clearly like she's bright and then we find out that she is a scientist at MIT who like studied at mit and does research there Orion's daughter, and I looked up, and I guess we never got a name for Orion's daughter, and so I hypothesized that she goes by Teddy, because um, Ted Orion was not good at naming people, and so they just called her, like, Ted Jr., because he wanted a boy, and so they call her Teddy. I like it. Okay. Kevin, you don't like that? <laughs> I think it's weird, but okay. And it's very clear, like, they have a great, great relationship, and, you know, she's like, um, you know, I, I went to the crime scene. Something wasn't right about that. You know, they, they said it was like a home break in, um, but I found some like very, very weird things because there's like particles left over from this moon pendant, you know, because, you know, the moon's got radiation, shit like that. And Fulton, who, of course, is aware of everything that happened, the older Fulton, even though he was not on the moon or anything like that, he's aware. He's very like, you know, kind of standoffish about it. 
And it's clear that he, you know, he, he finds her attractive. So she, she plays into that. And um, essentially now we're going to have two paths. We're going to have um, going to camp with the game changers and we're going to have Fulton and, um, and Teddy Orion um, looking like essentially Teddy's trying to figure out what happened to her dad. Okay. And so in scene that I think Kevin will appreciate, she gets Fulton like rip roaring drunk, drinks him under the table, whatever. And he essentially says, this is what happened. Um, and so she's like, okay, I knew there was something crazy going on. And so essentially we have her and Fulton trying to figure out what happened to her dad. And now we've got game changers camp. And so these are concurrent, but I'm going to go more into the camp right now. And so meanwhile, Peter has gone up and joined the ducks. Okay. And so the question is like, what, what version are we joining? And, you know, I kind of say that um, he's joining the, um, the ducks team that's being coached by Alex. We know Evan is on the other team. And so that's kind of where they're interjecting. And so Peter Mark is essentially on the ducks that don't bother us, whatever. Couple, oh, actually, I'm sorry, one last scene from the funeral. Uh, Coach T is there. Um, yes. Okay. And so Coach T is there and he looks, you know, slick back hair, looking good, looking handsome, whatever. He sees Coach Cole and, and Coach T is pissed um, because Coach, like, Cole, like, hey, like, my spot was stolen by those fake ducks. And Did basically, at the funeral? <laughs> yes, at the funeral because he has Excellent. no class. And so Coach T says, honestly, to, to Coach Cole, it's like, you know, I'll get mine eventually. Maybe you'll get yours too. Mm. And then Alex walks by and, you know, Coach T is in the mom's. He looks at her kind of like, hmm, maybe she'll get some too. Okay. Nice. No. Good joke. There at go. a funeral. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very classy. Um, Does he do some hip thrusting? Some, uh, <laughs> some maybe uh, uh, wedding crasher style? We'll film that scene and then we can cut it at the end. Um, <laughs> and so back to um, camp or whatever. Jackie is there, one of the assistant coaches. She says, hey, too many distractions right now. Um, we, we need to uh, stop everyone playing on their phones all the time. They need to focus on hockey. All right, so we're just going to cut the Wi-Fi to the entire camp. No more Wi-Fi, um, except who's the, their nerdy coach? He looks like Jason Schwartzman. Or uh, Toby. Toby. And Toby is like, well, how am I supposed to do, um, like, how am I supposed to do my daily uh, crossword? And she goes, we still have the Sunday Times you know, subscription, you can do your, your crossword every Sunday. He's like, okay, that's the hardest one anyway. Um, saving print journalism, etc. And then here I've got way too many notes just kind of down here. Um, and also there is another scene in the funeral where Coach T recognizes like Peter Mark in some capacity. He's like, I know that kid. Um, mm. But anywho, so weird shit starts to happen at camp. You know, it's like, oh, um, I went to, you know, go take, um, take my shower. My pads are missing, things like that. Starting to hear like, whispers in, in the woods and, and Nick's like yeah I just hear all, all this barking in the woods I don't know what it is and it's like okay whatever some time go like a little bit of time goes by weird shit's happening and then Sunday rolls around hey we got our off day and nerd guys reading the Sunday times and Nick comes in he's like hey I want to help you with the crossword puzzle looks at it and sees hey do you see this article and uh Wolf the dentist Stanson is missing he's mm. like former NHL player, mm. Iceland hockey coach, missing. I see where this and is going. You see a little bit of it, and it's like, okay, that's, that's really weird. Hope he's okay, you know? Basically, what happens next is that um, you kind of get some classic horror, like, oh, what was that noise, blah, blah, blah. And basically, kind of out of nowhere, Nick and Rich Eisen are like kind of doing their little <laughs> podcast thing. McKill shows up. Mm. guy with McKill mask 
kills Rich Eisen. <laughs> Rich. Wow. Okay. All right. We, we gotta have that. Gotta have that. That kill death. Nick okay. escapes, runs off, says like, "Oh my god!" Like it was fucking crazy. And he probably didn't say that, but like Rich Eisen is dead, and uh, he's do, trying to. Explain. Do people believe him? They're just like, "What are you talking about?" You know. And then McKill shows up and is essentially about to get him, but Gunnar Stahl then shows up, fights off McKill, and essentially is like, "Hey guys, like some sh- crazy shit's going on here." Okay, and so they run back to the dorms. Sam, Coob, and um, uh, Tegan Burns' character. Maya. Maya, Maya, sorry. They're, um, they're missing. And they're just like, okay, we don't know where they are. But, you know, Sam, he always said he like, likes to prowl at night, you know. And so those three are essentially wandering around, stupidly, horror movie. And McKill shows up. There's a fight. Eventually, Sam sacrifices himself. Mm. Sam is killed. Coob, Maya... They all reconvene. They're just like, okay, this shit's crazy. And remember, there's no Wi-Fi. You know, their phones have been getting stolen, things like that. And so Ducks rally eventually, and they're able to kind of find Alex and Cole. Cole is very distraught because they're telling what's going on. Alex is like, no, you guys are crazy. Like, Sam's not dead. This is like just a crazy prank. And Cole says, no, I think there's something going on here. Because a month ago, Coach Riley showed up at my door trying to get me to essentially uninvite the ducks from this camp and said like you need to like disassociate with the ducks otherwise something bad might happen I was like whatever what the fuck and then Alex said you knew about this this is crazy then all of a sudden I, I, I can I I like how one of the uh we've already gotten like 15 things of dialogue of people saying this is crazy <laughs> It's classic. You know, we can we can work that out. Um, I didn't write exactly every line of, of Alex's um, real chipper, you know, monologue where she has all these pop culture references. We can do that. What happens then is multiple McKills descend on this room. There's kind of like a cool action fight, and Alex is kidnapped. Okay, and I kind of wrote down here another duck goes by the McKills. They they kidnap Alex. Okay. How many? How many multiples of McKills? We're we're not really sure. We think there might be three of them. Okay. Okay. And Alex is kidnapped, and I think another duck goes down. Um, maybe Evan is hurt, trying to like rescue his mom. Okay. Um, maybe we don't kill one right then, but we do know like Sam's dead, and so we go into this room. We don't know where it is. Um, Alex is like she's tied up. And then you see kind of these McKills go forward. They're all wearing the mask, but you can tell they're like different people. The first one takes his mask off and it's, um, it's Coach T. Mm, and so Coach T. Like, I told you you would get yours, whatever. And she's like, why are you doing this? It's like, the ducks were all I had and you took that from every, everything from me. So I'm making you pay. And with a little help from some other people, you and your ducks have uh, fucked with in the past. Looks at this guy and he says something in a foreign language that will be obvious it's an icelandic alex says what does that mean he goes you'll find out <laughs> it's the dentist wolf the dentist stanson okay and she's like no this isn't this is impossible whatever and then you have a montage of a character again kind of over the shoulder shot he tried to get coach cole to like join this brigade of uh of duck haters tried to get orion orion's killed gets coach T 
gets the dentist. He also gets the Trinidad and Tobago coach. <laughs> and he also gets um, the varsity coach. And so, and we see that and then they all take their masks off. And so you've got varsity coach, coach T, dentist, and Trinidad and Tobago. But there's the ringleader takes his mask off. And it's Riley, just like we all expected. It's like, I needed to get my revenge. And she goes, like, I can't believe you organized this. And he goes, I didn't organize all this. And then in walks in one more McKill, takes his mask off. It's old Bombay. Oh, I thought it was going to be McGill. Like, what is McGill doing uh, at this point? Because uh, we set up that 2020 McGill was, you know, out and he had sort of turned on the ducks. Does he, does he play a factor here? And so basically it's uh, Bombay gives a monologue. And so now we're like a good 45, 50 minutes into the movie. It's like, you know, I, uh, I went crazy when I lost the ducks, when you took them from me, Alex, whatever. I knew you were taking them from me to this camp away from, from me, whatever. And um, I only went back to um, the moon, whatever, to get my revenge on the old ducks but I knew I'd forgotten someone. And so I became obsessed with getting back here to kill Peter Mark. Mm. And, and so you, it cuts to like Peter Mark, just like, Ooh, you know, and so he still plays that. <laughs> um, and basically what we need is, um, so that's kind of where we are right now. And so okay. I think, remember, we've got uh, Char, excuse me, Char, Fulton and Teddy O'Ryan. Somehow they figure out like what happened someone came back from the moon, like from that old alternate reality, whatever. And now you have the game changer. So now Fulton and Teddy O'Ryan, I was like, okay, we're going to need some help. And so they duck call the old ducks and that's where I kind of leave it. So we need to know which old ducks are there. Like, is Charlie going to be coming with them? Is Guy, is he like living on the shore by himself? Cause they thought he had killed Connie or whatever. And you know, what so what happens now that it's revealed that Bombay was getting all these old coaches together to get their revenge on the ducks? How many old ducks do we have still available at this moment? So remember that this is 2022. And so I think with the exception of Carp and Old Peter, all the old ducks are available. Never really and Connie. And so all the old ducks are available except for those three. All right. Well, my first thought would be the first call is to Portman, who's like gone completely off grid and is like has like a weapons surplus, you know, store or something like that. He's like, um, oh, I can outfit you guys with some real yeah. cool gadgets. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But yeah, I think he's the he's the first the first call, or maybe the okay. last if they gather them all or whatever. And and the one um the one other kind of scene setter that. Um, basically whenever Peter Mark had gotten to the camp, um, Evan was showing him around. He's like, oh yeah, this is like the mess hall. Those are the barracks, whatever. That's the kennel. I don't know why it's called that. Like Nick just says, he always hears barking there. And then it turns out that, um, Evan just very stupid and Nick is kind of cute. Nick was like, I didn't say barking. I said, Bjorking. That's where I always hear people speaking in that language. Bjorks, um, speaks. And it turns out they're like on campus. So that's how they end up finding where Alex is being held because they hear like the Icelandic, you know, uh -huh. yelling from Stanson. Um, and that, so the question is, is basically Gunnar Stahl, is he a double agent or is he a, a good guy? And does he help like the ducks 
or is he kind of like helping Stanson and his old varsity coach? What reason do they have to keep Alex alive? Like, is yeah. there something they're waiting for? Are they trying to draw people in? What, where, how are we keeping Alex alive when they could just, you know, kill her and have their revenge? Because Bombay wants her to admit, you were never the coach of the Ducks. Admit it or whatever. <laughs> you were terrible. And she, and like, basically, she's like, fine, I never coached. It was all you. You were the one who did it. And then it's like, good. And he goes to kill her. And then it's like, wait, well, she never coached the Ducks. Like, what do we have against her? And they're just like, huh? And then that's when they break <laughs> in. Yeah. I feel like that could be, they could, they could strategize this and be like, okay, if we don't kill her, you know, we could have her send messages or something and, and draw in whoever, Evan, who, as we've established, the game changers know the old ducks. So, um, and also, so remember that Fulton and, and Teddy O'Ryan, they were, um, they were doing like all of this while the camp was being attacked. Mm-hmm. And so they're rounding up the ducks essentially before Alex is kidnapped. So that's why they're able to essentially make it there on time to, you know, rescue Alex at the last second. Okay. And d- does McGill play a factor? Does 2022 McGill play any sort of factor here? Or do we explain him away somehow? Uh, well, yeah, I think I think my biggest question with that is why is why are they in McGill ma- or McKill masks? If because Riley, because remember Riley picked up the McKill mask at the end of um, Quack to the Future, and he's like, because okay. we explain it, Riley created McKill in, mm-hmm. in our Duck Hunter okay. two, and now Riley again is essentially masterminding these McKills. So Riley has you know um, kind of been Bombay's. Um, like little lackey. Okay. And so what I'm saying is like, we don't need the original McKill who is still out there. Cause remember we got, you know, movies six, seven, and eight to make too. Um, <laughs> okay. So he's just, okay. So ooh, we, or, or what we could do is like Fulton knows where McKill is being held. And he's like, how do we kill five McKills? Maybe getting one ooh. will help us out. Terminator mm. 2 oh. style. So they go... like, we can be like, hey, you hate all these people impersonating you. Help us take them down. Ca- and then kind of a little silence of the lambs going on too. It's like you and I will, we have shit to settle. But first, you got to take out these other McKills. So maybe like that's what that. he does. Okay. So just to establish things, our original McKill from the first four is dead. But this is the new, this is the 2020 McGill who is turning into. The new McKill. So, so we, we are saying that the original McKill is dead. I wasn't sure what okay. after credits. Are we saying that? That, that was my impression. That okay, he, he did? died, and then we, we still had Riley, and we had 2020 McGill, who was a cop and was working with the Ducks before, but had a chance to kill McKill. Ended up not doing it because he couldn't kill himself. He felt something, and then he sort of goes away and that that's like kind of the last we see of well him. then we so, don't need him mike why do okay. we bring him back up <laughs> well i that's a open thread open thread about you know what happened to this other mcgill that if i was watching this movie i would want some sort of explanation about that and maybe it's just Riley. I agree. yeah maybe i mean you could just have like um you could say like oh hero cop disappears i don't know yeah and maybe it's Riley just saying, "Oh, I tried to, I tried to get." Maybe, you know. yeah, Riley's got him in his, in his lab. He's uh, he's oh, a, oh, he's like, I, I figured out what made him tick. 
Yeah. Oh, that's good. Okay. Yeah. So he's there, but he's sort of like a prisoner in the lab. And then, you know, six, seven, eight, he breaks out or something. But okay. I like that. So he's, he's stored away. And then, okay. So we are leaving off. Teddy and Fulton have rounded up the ducks. Yes. And they have arrived at this camp, right? And they and they arrive in a flying V. And just for clarity's sake, why are they doing this? <laughs> why are they trying to save Teddy? everyone? Well, Teddy's no, trying no, no, to. No, no, no. Why? Why are the Why are the McKills doing this? To like, get revenge because is... the ducks ruined all their lives. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's very like... clear. <laughs> I do like that. There's five. And and yeah. you know duck hunter five dying v that's so that you could definitely have like a, the Trinidad coach be like I didn't even dislike him that much they were nice right <laughs> like right before he's about to be killed I like that I like you know I like them capturing Alex and then maybe coming to Alex in a flying v or or and they could also be like we're keeping Alex alive because we want Coach Cole and the rest of the ducks to come here he'll lead right. Peter Mark right to us right that's that's my feeling so I I like that so. So where we need to continue is the Ducks have arrived at this camp and Peter Mark slash the other game changers have realized that at least one McKill is there and has murdered Sam. And do does Peter and does Peter Mark and those kids know that these other adults are here? Are they going to join or is this a sort of two-pronged thing where, you know, the adults don't want to interfere with the kids or something. Or is, are we all they, they eventually like meet forces and maybe it's something where the kids rush like the place where they're being held. Um, and right before things about to go real South, you hear like the duck call from Charlie and mm-hmm. all the old ducks come in and, and like, you've got Portman with the like depot. Yeah. Okay. So we need to start with the young kids. We need to start with the young kids and then have the ducks come in to save them eventually. Okay. So and this is like the start of like the final sequence where you've got like two 10 minute long battles or whatever. And you think it's over, you think it's over. Um, and so basically the, the question for you guys is how does it end? Right. Okay. So what, one, one thing that I, I think would be uh, that we kind of need is one of the McKills to strike out on, on their own and to, to like, to, uh, uh, like, um, satisfy like a personal vendetta against somebody. Hmm. Um, do you think it's coach T who's like, now I've got you alone, Alex or something. Maybe. Well, yeah, but they already have Alex. I'm saying like to leave the other McKills to go, I don't know, get revenge on somebody on their own terms, um, to kind of, you know, eliminate one of the McKills. I think we need like a, a clean way to do that to begin um oh do you think it's maybe like um the um like there's like we can't just wait around here for alex like coach she is like i'm gonna go see if i can take her coach cole right now right sure or something right yeah yeah Um, that's my thing i I think it would make well i guess would there be any reason to go after peter mark like like specifically him well, that's well, Bombay, wants, Bombay wants to kill Peter Mark. So, um, so maybe it's him that goes out. And Bombay, like, no. Bombay's no. your big bad. You can't kill him. He's got to be okay. the last one to die. Yeah, okay. so he's staying with Alex to try to draw Peter Mark in because he knows. How about, how about Coach T goes after Ev, although they already kinda, we already kind of got Evan a little bit. Well, Coach T goes after Coach Cole. Yeah. You can he's set like, I'll up. bring Peter Mark right to you. Yeah. And I'll you take could, care of Coach Cole on the way. 
Yeah, you could set up the animosity at the funeral between Coach T and Coach Cole. So Coach, Which I already did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, foreshadowing. I good job, Tommy. Good job, Gold Star. Okay, so what is Coach Cole doing? So we have. I'm trying to figure out the exact moment we leave off. So the the Fulton and the old Ducks have arrived. The new Ducks are sort of in a dorm room, freaking out. Where is Coach Cole in all of this? I think Coach Cole is with, he's like regrouped with the Ducks. And, you know, maybe he's like gone, like, hey, I'm going to go. Actually, Coach Cole is like, I'm going to go get the rest of the adults. You guys stay here. And Coach Cole is on his own. And that's where he meets Coach T. Coach T looking for vengeance. Okay. So we have, it's like a one-on-one fight scene there. Yeah. Do we have any of of the other Duck or um, Game Changer adults? Do we want them to be play a role in this? I think maybe they show up and maybe Coach T, like they help maybe, Coach Cole. Maybe maybe this rumble happens in like the weight room or something. Yeah, like Coach Jackie. Jackie. Yeah, yeah. Coach Cole is like Coach T has gotten the upper hand in this fight and is about to kill Coach Cole, and then out of nowhere, Coach Jackie comes with like a barbell or something and whacks McKill. Like, like it crushes his face with a kettlebell or something. Right, exactly. And and here's another subplot. This entire time, Marnie has been oblivious to everything that's been going on. And so she comes in after Coach T, T is dead. And she's just like, oh, man, I really should have not. I shouldn't have made that mistake and not invited him. <laughs> no, I, no I, like, I like the idea of her never being uh, aware of what's happening. Like she's got her headphones in. She's, she's like just looking at her clipboard. Yeah, like she's not like she's like walking past these fights. She's walking past dead bodies. Never even sees it. Yeah, she's stressed. All That's right, good. I like that. So, so Coach T one McKill is down. So and then Coach Jackie and Coach Cole then join up with the Ducks, and they have to formulate some plan. And while this is happening, I think Fulton and the original Ducks are either trying to find their way or like there's, they're sort of scrambling about this campus uh, looking for something and could get into some hijinks, maybe some close calls with a different McKill. Um, so I guess we have to figure out Evan is hurt. They, so the game changers know Alex is captured because they Nick saw it or, or somebody, somebody saw it because they were there. They captured her while they were like kind of in a, in a mini fight. Okay. And there's like, we don't know where she's talking. It's just like, well, where could they be like holding them? And it's like, um, they hear like a dog barking distance. And Evan's like, where's that fucking dog? We start barking. And then he's like, wait a second. And that's when he understands like, no, Nick wasn't saying barking. He was saying Bjorking. I know where they are. Right. And they go to wherever it was. They go to the Bjorking. kennel. Right, yes. right. So they formulate this plan to get into the kennel. And I think even before it happens, it all goes awry. And, you know, the, the McKills ambush them. Maybe somebody dies here. And it looks like they're all about to be perished. Yeah, it's, it's basically a trap. Right, right. And that's when Fulton and the original Ducks come in, save the day, um, and sort of... I don't know what they do to sort of scatter the McKills in some sense. Maybe they have an old pair of gravity boots from D4 or uh, Duck Hunter 4 or something. Right. Fulton, uh, Peter Mark kept his gravity boots, but he, he uh, Fulton made him leave him at home. He's like, hey, you can't bring mm. these to camp. And that also might be like the secret. Um, uh, Teddy O'Ryan is able to use them to essentially like, I figured out how he got back or something like that. Right. 
Okay. I, I, I like the idea too of kind of the, 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 the final scene or the final showdown having being Bombay up against Charlie. Yes. Oh, so basically, or, or Charlie being used as some sort of like decoy because that's Bombay's like weakness is Charlie. So I think, I think what it is, is it's, you know, Bombay is about to like kill Peter Mark. He's like, I finally going to get my revenge. Charlie is like, your revenge is with me. Cause remember, the, and it harkens back to right. bon, like Bombay and Charlie, you know, kind of having their rift or whatever in season one and like there being no Charlie. And so he drops Peter Mark. And so then you have a fight between Charlie and Bombay. Mm-hmm. And I think Charlie just outright kills him. I like it. So we back to this sort of trap. Do any, does it, anybody die? Do any of our characters die in that trap? Or is it just some close calls with some injuries? I think Guy eventually dies because, you know, he's distraught over um, the loss of Connie anyway. And, and we'll find a nice foster home for his children. <laughs> um, for a little I think, yeah, I think he like sac- sacrifices himself or something too. Right. To go, like, yeah. Be with um, um, I I kind of feel like all the don't bothers um survive. Um, maybe um maybe Jace dies. You know. I like it. Um, you know, like, and Cole will have to live with that for the rest right, of his life. Right. And there's Cole a, go, and Cole goes like maniac after that. Yeah. There's an emotional. Yeah. He goes berserk and he like beats the Trinidad coach to death. With a steel drum, maybe on <laughs> right, right. That's good. Okay, so we're so now we're down to three McKills essentially. Uh, so Cole goes crazy. So I like the idea of um, Stanson and Varsity Coach looking at Gunner Stall and Stanson being like Gunner, and then Varsity Coach going Scooter, and he's just like <laughs> looking at both of them. Yeah, and um, and they're just kind of fighting each other. And I think maybe Gunner Gunner turns out he's a good guy. And Gunner dies, though, at the hands of Stanson and um, the varsity coach. But they're both, like, mortally wounded. And Averman's able to, like, take him out or something like that. Okay. In in this scene or in, like, a final scene later on? It's the- essentially in, like, the buildup. Because the final scene is the Charlie and Bombay face-off. Okay. And it's yeah, going to yeah. be on, like, center ice. Okay. So we have this trap. Guy dies. Jace dies. They, they use the gravity boots or have one of their bombs that they had on the moon um, to sort of release this, scatter the McKills. And then obviously we have the original ducks and the regular ducks together. Cole has killed Trinidad and Tobago coach. They've sort of calmed him down and be like, we can't just run in there. You can't do that again. You're going to die. Um, so they have, they're all together now. And now we know this uh, Bjork room the kennel is, you know, that's where everything is going. So we know this. And, and so, and then the, after, like everyone, it looks like the little ducks are, or the, the ducks are going to win. Basically Bombay is able to seize Peter Mark, take him Like he runs off to the main ice, to the main uh, rink. And he's got him at center ice. He's like, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to finish it. I don't care if you kill me. Charlie's like, wait, your beef is with me. Bombay throws Peter to the side and then Charlie and Bombay fight. Or maybe they play um, what's the uh, the three uh oh three bar play three bar for for Peter's life. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, okay. I, I I don't know. I kind of like the idea of like there being some sort of battle and like having like Charlie hearing Orion make him make the first move like in his head. Oh, oh, I like that a lot. Yeah. I mean, that so could it's it's a, it's a real fight then. Okay. Okay. I mean, it, it could have happened in three bar too, but um, okay. So 
we get that trap the original ducks and all everyone's together and then they they do they bum rush the kennel is there traps in the kennel how do they get into the kennel you're doing a little bit too much backtracking and so the um the five mckills the mckill boys Mm -hmm. the mckillers if you will um they've they've set a trap and so basically the kids bum rush in there and they think everything is like they can take them and then they're just like just getting beat on and then all hope looks lost um and that's when the adults show up okay okay so the, i'm thinking there was like a a calm down scene before this new scene but you're saying this is all sort of a continuation climax basically you kind of have like these one-off fights whatever people are spouting one-liners and um and that's you know there's like sadness when when jace dies and also i, I kind of want to say like and this is more for future episodes jace doesn't die like he's just like it looks like he's just like really right. mortally wounded or whatever but he, at the end of it he's okay, okay. um he's, he's some like avocado uh, loose he's <laughs> like uh um uh is it uh, stewie dewey and and scream oh yeah exactly yeah, stabbed yeah. in the chest and he's fine okay. um and he's like uh in what he's seemingly dying, whatever Cole's, and he's like, I'm sorry, I never fixed that glitch in my uh, shot or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when he's being wheeled out, it's like, we'll have to fix that glitch for you or something, whatever. Stupid yeah. father son. Right. But anywho, <laughs> so all of those kind of battles that we kind of talked about, because it goes kind of like like a yo-yo. It looks like good guys are winning, bad guys are winning, whatever. And then it, then it is center ice is when Bombay grabbed Peter Mark. Then you have the Bombay-Charlie fight. Charlie kills Bombay, and so all of the kills are dead. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and then it goes back to, and are we saying that our 2020 version of McGill is still kind of just sitting in a jail cell and he like was able to escape because of like, yeah, he stole something from, um, or he, uh, basically, I think what happens is whenever Fulton and Teddy O'Ryan are talking to him, they like, they show him like the moon, like pennant or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he able to take it. And he's like able to essentially like um, like rub it, and some like moon dust comes off that starts to melt a lock or something. And he looks at the camera, and so setting up right our McGill as the new McGill okay. for um, iter- future iterations. This is good. This is good. I like it. I think uh, I I can't think of anything loose right now, but I'm sure other people will. Um, this movie is a chaotic mess. <laughs> are you kidding? It's a lot of action. It's a lot of. Uh, there's, there's, there are a lot of players involved in this. There's actually <laughs> not that much action. There are some like small fight scenes, and then you have the big fight scene at the uh, the end, and then you have the Charlie and um, and Bombay face off. Because the first forty five minutes, it's kind of like the classic right who done it jump point. stairs kind of thing. Sam dies, and we could just say he dies off camera, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I would love to hear all of the establishing dialogue for this, like for the people that are jumping into this in the first as the first movie in the franchise that they were watching, because um, it would take a lot to explain even a little bit of this movie, which is. Fun. I don't think it would be so bad. I mean, I think um, the funeral scene really sets it up, right. You know? Yeah, I think um, you could do a lot in that funeral scene. What one just overall general note that uh, I that I think w- would definitely need to be workshopped is there's not much like suspense, like there there's not like there's like when Sam gets killed, like it they see it and it happens, like it's not like 
oh, what happened to Sam? And then they open a closet and he's dead in the closet. You know, like th- there's not much of mm. that. Oh, I guess what you could do is Sam, um, Sam, Maya and Coob were off on their walk or like Sam's always out in the night. It's like, he'll be fine. And then they open, like you said, they open the closet and he's just hanging there. Yeah. You know, nice, nice 13 year old. Something like that. <laughs> hanging there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there could also be another one. I'm trying to think who else is killed. He's got to like make like a, uh, like you, you know, not recognizing the killer, but us still mm-hmm. not knowing that it's Bombay I, or whatever. I also don't think there are enough deaths in this in this version. I try not to kill too many of the Game Changers kids because um, I do want to make sure that we're able to continue this for the next one, um, which is why I don't want Jace to die. Um, like maybe we kill like AJ Lawrence or something in there. Oh, oh yeah. Like some of the ancillary kids because there just wasn't enough gore. You know? <laughs> I mean, you could have like Fulton and, and Peter also like, hey, look who we found. We found the checkmates and they get in there and just get like torn to shreds. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you could have a scene where like a whole dorm is taken out, like just a quick one where it's like, that, oh that's, shit. That's true. It's like all the other kids potentially could have like gotten in the crossfire or something. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, I also like maybe like a post credit scene of Marnie just being like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just looking around. <laughs> and the entire time when she's like oblivious, she's like, yep, sector seven clear, you know, but like there yeah. are limbs everywhere. Yeah, at the end, she looks up and it's just bloodshed everywhere things are burning do we want to actually kill all five of these mckills or is it like oh we thought we killed someone we freed alex and then at the end we see like a twitch or something and riley's still alive i think the the only kind of nod is um mckill or mcgill the Mm -hmm. r2022 mcgill okay um everyone else is dead and maybe they end it with like bombay's funeral Mm. Or, and see, they could have a line like casket, but you see the casket shake or something no it's just like we never actually found the body you know mm. okay okay but i don't know <laughs> bombay was trying to murder them would they all go to this funeral like <laughs> uh, that's it's, a an, weird... it's an not all of them go and it's an unmarked grave okay this is like finally get closure of this okay okay yeah yeah, yeah. So Charlie's there with maybe a couple others. It's like a cold, windy day. I, yeah, Charlie I, I do like has now scenes. adopted the um, the three um, Connie and Gee kids. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. And, and little Gordon's got an evil look in his eye. Oh, <laughs> even better. That's good. Okay. Yeah, that's where we we'll find out in the next step. And the next is that he's actually Gordon Bombay's kid. Oh, with Connie? What? Okay, that was a joke. No. That was a joke. There's some no. good... I think there's some good twists here, though. Like I, like, I do think you can, like, for one of, like, the... Just like in every horror franchise, you get to, like, 10 or 11, and it's just like, oh, Gordon Bombay was my dad. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, this is the illegitimate child of Gordon Bombay and Miss McKay. Yeah. You know? So we can get that in future iterations. This but is... I do think we need to play it off any future game changer stuff, which is why I wanted so much stuff to be happening at the camp. Right. And it's also back to the roots. Like you could probably have some like lines about like, oh, the original McKill movie was at like, um, was at a camp and maybe Nick's like, oh, you know, I heard all about this or something from like uh, Peter Mark. Um, He's telling about how McKill did his killing in the first one or something. Yeah, that's good. 
and maybe like the original camp i don't know if we ever actually established the name of that camp did we i think we did i don't remember what it was called. i'm sure we I, called it I, I was gonna say it'd be great if we'd called it like epic lake like p-o-c-h <laughs> and then it was like this is camp epic or whatever yeah i don't remember but the, can... the only um the only other uh, potential post-credit scene I was thinking is if you were burying Bombay and no one's there except you hear a voice, it's just like, oh, like his level of like insanity was uh, was epic to me, or, or or not epic, or it was just like it, it has uh, inspired me to get back out there. And you zoom out, and it's Tony Perkis. Uh, oh, interesting. Okay, you I don't like... have to do that. There's alternate <laughs> endings, but I think the canon is. M M McGill, it's implied that he's escaping, mm -hmm. and um, and basically in that, that's that's really it. Everyone else is presumed dead of yeah. all the McGills. I I do like setting up Gordon Bombay Germain to to be like it doesn't have to be big, but you see like something wrong with him, and the, as they you know fade to black or whatever, and then you're like oh shit, but he doesn't have to come into play until much later on. So I like that. Yeah, like I said, I think a lot of twists, like the whole thing where Bombay is the guy to lift up his mask at the end, that's going to be huge. I feel like the people are going to love it. The theaters are going to gasp. I think, yeah, we've added some more gore. I like it. Yeah, so first 45 minutes are kind of like the whodunit, and the last 45 is like the gore fest. All to right. satisfy Kevin. <laughs> yeah. All right, Kevin, any other notes before we wrap this one? Uh, no, I, I feel like there are a lot more loose threads on this one than our, than our previous <laughs> ones, uh, somehow. Um, None. But, uh, <laughs> Tight 90 um, minutes. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the more uh, dimensions we add to this, is the, the, more, <laughs> the more the more kids get adopted by other people, uh, the, the, the more yeah. complicated this gets. But, uh, yeah. Whatever. So, dead people. Uh, Taylor Ryan, Rich Eisen, Sam... Gee, and then the five coaches, uh, Stanson, Trinidad, Tobago, Riley, Coach T, and then Varsity and Bombay. So is there six? Yeah. So Bombay is like the, the he was the ringleader okay, of like the yeah, five yeah. McGills. Right. Okay. So yeah, that, those are all the dead people. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten semi main characters. And then again, we have all the other kids at the camp. We can just murder left and right. Good times. Let us know what you think in the show no or in the Discord at thequacktechpod.com, at quacktechpod on Twitter, facebook.com slash quacktechpod. Go to iTunes. Give us five stars. Five stars for five years of the Mighty Ducks horror films. And I think we're really, you know, starting to figure something out here. We had a big Tommy saved us big time last year with opening up the different timelines to get us a bunch of characters back. Uh, this one is just crazy. I love it. We're adding new characters. Teddy, I like the addition of Teddy. So again, five stars for five years. And Fulton and Teddy are like an item at the end of it, by the way. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you got to have some sort of love story, love interest there. So I like that. And thanks to our producers, Ute, I think still the most recent producer. And we'll be back with another episode review as usual on Wednesday. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Black, black. Ain't no turning back. Got to be the man of the heart of black attack.